Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. Well, I hope you like the new opening. I'm going to use this for the College Hockey Centric Podcast. Now, let's just try to vary things up a little bit. Well, after losing two games last weekend to RPI, Union looks to snap a four-game losing streak on Friday as it hosts Clarkson at Messerink. St. Lawrence visits Saturday. The Dutchmen are 0-2 in ECAC play with no points and 1-6-1 overall. And now you're probably saying to yourself, Ken, you fool, of course Union doesn't have any points in the ECAC hockey play. You're right. However, with three points at stake in each game now, it's possible a team may not have a win, but earn a point for losing in overtime or a shootout. Well, I went over to Messerink to speak with the Dutchman on Wednesday, and if you get a chance, please read my story on Union freshman forward Michael Hodge, who is tied for the team lead in scoring with six points on three goals and three assists. Here's my interview with Michael Hodge. Michael, talk about your success so far. You're going to be three goals, three assists, and six six points tied for the team lead. One of the top rookie scorers, I think top 10, top 15 in the country. Uh, Are you surprised by his success early on? Uh, A little bit. I know that NCAA is a really good league. It's one of the obviously best leagues in the world for this level. So coming in, I didn't really know what to expect. I knew that if I got an opportunity to play in a top six role, I had to make the most out of it. And I think I've been doing that so far. So hopefully I can keep that going. I mean, it's not too tough when you're playing with such high-level players like I am day in and day out. So hopefully I can just continue producing at the rate I'm doing at. Josh mentioned your size. Uh, in this day and age, with the way that this, how fast the game is as opposed to you know back 20 years ago when – you had bigger players out there, and it was tougher to find room. I mean, is, is size matter to you at all? I've always thought that size doesn't matter. I mean, you'll always have people telling you, obviously throughout my entire career, that you're too small to play at this level. And I, I've been trying to prove them wrong at every single level. I did it in midget, continued through junior, and just trying to do it in college now. I mean, the game's getting faster and smarter. People are making quicker plays, so I really think it's just how quick you think the game and how quickly you can play the game instead of how big you are, how how much you can bang your body. How important was it for you last year? I know you had a shortened season out in, in your junior league there. How important was it to get games in? I, you know, I look at your stats. You aver- nearly averaged two points a game last year. Yeah, I think it was crucial. Some we We're lucky enough to get some games, and I know there are kids all around the world that weren't getting any minutes in, and that just helps me coming in this year, getting a few more games in, having some minutes under my belt, and in a competitive game is better than having none. none. So obviously it was uh, pretty important for me to play games last year. I was uh, emailing your coach and juniors, uh, uh, Gord Thibodeau, and I asked him about you. He said uh, you were a very talented player at, at that level. He was constantly trying to improve his skill level and speed of practices. Puts a lot of work in on and off the ice to develop your game. You have a joyous, infectious nature that made him an enjoyable leader to be around. Uh, he left a great impression upon the organization. What What do you say about that? I mean, it's awesome to hear that. I mean, Coach Gord was is the most winning coach in AJHL history. So having someone like that say something about me, like it just makes me feel unbelievably humbled and. Honestly, at the end of the day, I was just so happy and thrilled that when he came and started coaching for the last, for I guess a year and a half that I had him as a coach, I was just so thrilled that I got to 
feed off what he was giving me and have some of his, learn off his intelligence that he brought to me every day. Yeah, between you and uh, Colin Graff, who has uh, got off to a decent start here, I mean, I mean, this team is young, uh, you know, didn't play last year because of the pandemic. I mean, how important is it for guys like you and Colin and some of these freshmen to maybe get things going and give some confidence to this team? I think it's super important. I mean, if we can help in any way, shape, or form, it's going to help our team out. If that's just being an energy guy and bumping bodies or getting on the score sheet, whichever way that you're going to help out the team, it's going to help out us as a whole and hopefully give us some more wins in the win column. How did you uh, discover Union? Uh, They just reached out to me around Christmas, and uh, I kind of didn't get to have a fly down because of COVID, but they took me on a virtual tour, and Coach JR and Rick just told me about the campus and about the culture, and I Knew about them from the 2014 championship run, so I knew it would be a really good fit for me to come here. Was it tougher being recruited that way as opposed to being able to visit? I think it might have been a little tougher. I mean, it was kind of, you know, I don't have a feel for the campus at all, so it's kind of tough not knowing what I'm going to come into for the next four years, but I know it's a world-class campus, and the education here is unbelievable, so it wasn't too, too tough to pick this school. When you first, when you finally arrived here and got your first uh, look at the campus, what did you think? I thought it was unreal. I mean, the buildings are so nice, the campus is so well kept on, kept in shape, and it's just been such a dream come true for the first couple of weeks that I've been here for. Uh, what about the line combinations? I mean, I, you know, we, we talked about this with, with Josh and with uh, uh, Liam, the fact that this team is you know, trying to find that right combination. I mean, how important is it to, to get that and not lose, this team lose confidence as the season goes on? I think it's pretty important. I mean, we trust the coach and who he's going to be putting us with. Like I said before, everyone in this lineup has a great amount of skill and brings something different to the table. So if you can just find a good gelling line that will be good for everyone, then obviously that's what you're trying to do. But until we find that, we just got to keep working hard as a group and trust one another that they're going to help you out on the line or not on the line. What do you guys got to do against Clarks and St. Lawrence this week? I know, you know, against that last Saturday against RPI, you guys didn't get 20 shots on goal in the game. I mean, how important is it to be able to generate some offense or at least generate shots in order to try to get some goals? Yeah, I think the key for us is to be trying to generate more offensive chances. If that's get the pucks to the point and get shots through or even just try and drive the net from the corner. I think we had a couple, a little too much cycle play in the last few games and we weren't generating it to the to the middle of the ice, so hopefully we can try and find lanes to the net and get shots through from the points that we can generate some more scoring chances. I also spoke with Union head coach Rick Bennett and forwards Josh Kosak and Liam Robertson. First up is Rick Bennett. Let's talk about Michael Hodge. Uh, he's off to a great start here, uh, tied for the team lead in, in scoring, and it's in the top, I think, 15 in the country for freshman scoring. Uh, what do you like about his game? What does he bring to Union? Well, he brings a lot of energy. Um, he's got a really good stick. Uh, he seems, you know, seems to find the right spots to go to, and that I think is a is a hockey sense, you know, especially from a, a, a skill a skilled offensive point of view. Uh, you know, some guys go to the right places, and some guys don't. And I think the guys that go to the right places put themselves in position to obviously score goals or pick up assists. Yeah, we, in this day and age of the game, we, uh, size really doesn't matter anymore because it's a faster game. Uh, maybe back in your day, which size was, you know, it was a slower game and maybe size mattered. But with his play, I mean, his speed, I mean, how important is it for how important for him that size doesn't matter? Yeah, well, regardless of size or speed, it's, 
again, that's what we talked about earlier. If you got a little bit of hockey sense, you know, if you're a smaller guy, you got to be able to, 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 you know, be elusive and to get out of the the, the tougher areas that you know the bigger guys want to put you in. And I think that's where Mike is pretty good at. And you know, he also played in a really good junior program, and the coach coach there was, uh, you know, he's been around for years, so I think he was really taught well there, um, you know, in juniors, so he just kind of translated that to here, and obviously he's kind of started off, started off, you know, well, and hopefully this continues. I mean, how important is it for players like, freshmen like Michael, like Colin Graff, who's uh, another, you know, guy who seems to have potential, I mean, how important is it for them to early games to, you know, get the scoring going and maybe give some confidence to this team? Well, it, you know, anytime you see it from, you know, an experienced group, hopefully it would lead to, to showing, you know, some of the veterans that, you know, it's your turn. You know, it's, and we, can't, we can't rely on the inexperience. At some point here, we're going to need, you know, the veterans to, to, to really start to pick it up here. So, and that's kind of where we're at right now. It was, Michael was talking about the recruiting process. Uh, you guys found, you know, first contact of around Christmas time, and obviously last year with the COVID, he wasn't able to come here on a visit. I mean, it was a virtual visit. I mean, I mean uh, be able to be able to convince him to come on that that kind of situation. I mean, what does that say about your job and the the, the assistant coach uh, John and Ronan's job? Well, I think I, again, I credit John Ronan for all that. He was the point person, and he really did a good job on video and keep, you know keeping Mike you know, informed of Union College while, while we were going through what we went through last year. And again, I think that's just all connection. And that's, that was just John, John Ronan's tireless effort in working in the recruiting process. Well, projecting Michael down the road, I mean, what do you see out of him? Well, I see a guy that, you know, can, can produce at the Division One level. So that's a, that's a major plus for us. Um, a guy that's, you know, again, I think once he starts to, to learn more of our systems and, and how we're doing things here, I think he's really going to be a, you know, a future top six forward for us. And that's, you know, I think that's really, that's really bright for our program, you know, as we get, uh, you know, as he goes on in years. Yeah, you're facing Clarkson and St. Lawrence um, this coming weekend. I know we talked about a little bit about the line combinations on the power play, but overall trying to find that right Con, you know, uh, connection with these lines. I mean, how important is it to try to find it you know, sooner than later? Well, again, it's. I don't think there's a simple formula. And do you find it? Do you find it going into the game with the four lines that you feel that you have when you put on the sheet, or do you find it in game? And we're just trying to trying to find it, however we can find it, but also trying to find you know solutions. Uh, through the line, you know, combos that you have seen. So, are we there yet? No, no, we're not. Um, but at the same token, we have seen some signs from from some lines that we'll stay together. Uh, how, how do you, you know, keep the confidence up as with all the, the constant uh, changing? Well, you just <laughs> to me, that's 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 very easy. Uh, opportunity, opportunity is is what they came here for, and to. You know, to get out there and have a chance to play, and we're given, giving them opportunity. So it's what you do with the opportunity. So to me, it's, it's, it's all about opportunity. They'll talk about the uh, first Friday night's game against Clarkson team that you know played last year and you know they you know, almost got to the 
Yeah, of course they had their, their season ended before the, the playoffs. But what do you what do you notice about them on tape? Sorry. No, he's done. A, he's done. Casey Jones and his staff have done a tremendous job, obviously recruiting and bringing in some high talented players. And they have a nice mix of uh, skill players, and they have a blend of size. And it's it's an older team. I keep saying that, but it is when I when, when I look at it. I think they got about. Seems like got about 11, 12 guys that are seniors or grads, and you know, um, it just and they have nice systems and they play hard. So anytime you go against that, it's going to be a tough, tough game. So we just got to be ready for it. And then St. Lawrence on Saturday night uh, won the ECAC tournament last year. Would have gone to the NCAA's if uh, their coach didn't get contact uh, contract COVID there before the NCAA's. Uh, it seems like they're they're an improved team, uh, trying to come on after some you know, tough years. Yeah, I mean, again, Brent Brecky and again, his staff, you know, congratulations on last year and in, in, in winning it in the playoffs. And they, watching that game against Quinnipiac, they deserved it. And it was really good to see them rewarded for their hard work in that game and obviously along the season. So, I, again, I think, you know, the new coach with with their players, they're they're trying to impress him. And it's, they're really fun to watch. They're They're fast. They're energetic and they're in your face, and it's it's again it's it's a kind of like playing like a Colorado College type of game. It's always my last question with you: uh, the injury update on Dylan and uh, Ferris. Yeah, Dylan's still week to week. Uh, Ferris probably more a month to month, and you know, Chris and Sanda hopeful for this weekend, but again, I just don't know at this time. Up next is the team captain, senior forward Josh Kosak. Up next is the team captain, senior forward Josh Kosak. Uh, how important is it to try to get some consistency going here with line combinations? Uh, I mean, I, you know, Rick talked about how this, young this team is. So how important is it to, to try to find those line combinations that click? Yeah, it's extremely important. Obviously, we've been shuffling the lines quite a bit, trying to find something that works well. Um, and we're going to keep doing that until something clicks. But, yeah, no, especially... Um, you know, try to involve so many guys. It's obviously not easy right away to find guys who mesh well together. It's been, can you can you blame the fact that you guys didn't play last year on, on that? No, I mean you can look for so many excuses, but um, you know, at the end of the day, that's in the rearview mirror, and this is a new year, and we just got to find out what works and um, you know, produce some wins. Uh, Clarkson's coming in this weekend, quite uh, in St. Lawrence. Uh, Always a tough competition with the North Country. What are you expecting? Yeah, they're extremely physical. I love playing these teams. Um, you know, they don't give you any inch. you got to earn every inch. They're super hard to play against. Um, and, yeah, it should be a really good test for us. Talk a little bit about Michael Hodge. I mean, he's off to a good start here, you know, tied for the team lead and scoring with six points. Uh, what do you like about his game and what about his offensive play? Yeah, Hodge has been unreal for us. Um, you know, he's a smaller guy, but... Um, you know, he works his bag off. He doesn't play small. Flies around the ice. He's got a really good shot, really good skill set. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm not surprised. He's, he's tied for the league lead in, or the team lead in points. Now you talk about the size. I mean, is that a detriment at all? Or in this day and age with the way the games play with speed and all that, uh, size doesn't matter? Yeah, I, I, clearly not with him. Um, he skates really well. He's super fast. And, um, you know, he's, he doesn't play he plays up in size um it's been impressive to see especially his first whatever eight games in college um 
you know, it's not always easy stepping in, and he's done a great job stepping in, and um, yeah, he's been big for us. Finally, here is sophomore forward Liam Robertson. Uh, the line combination, we mentioned that uh, Josh about that. I mean, how important is it, you know, I know it's early in the season still, I mean, you're just getting ready to play your third and fourth league games. I mean, how important is it to try to get that going here before it gets too deep into the season? Yeah, like you said, um, shuffling them is a big thing right now, especially since we haven't all been together for that long, only really a month and a half. But um, once we find that click, it should be a lot easier to to keep that going, keep it rolling, and then have the chemistry with everybody on each line. How do you not get discouraged I mean, and not lose confidence in the, you know, with, the, with, the, with the shuffling going on? Uh, you just got to stay positive. Uh, you just got to know that everything eventually will work out. Something will click. It's just the matter of finding it and when that's going to happen. Uh, Clarkson, St. Lawrence coming in this weekend. What are you expecting? I'm expecting a fast, hard-fought battle. I think it's going to be a good test mm-hmm. for us. We have uh, a lot of guys that haven't played Clarkson or Slew yet, um, so it should be interesting. I always like playing these guys, um, but it should be good. More College Hockey Talk is coming up here on the Parting Shots Podcast. The pro football season is here, and it's time to play the Daily Gazette You Pick'em Football Contest. Predict the winners of the weekly games via your You Pick'em online account. The fan with the most correct points each week gets his or her name in the Daily Gazette on Thursday and wins a $100 ShopRite grocery card. The fan with the most overall points after 23 weeks wins a $1,000 travel voucher and could win a trip to Hawaii. For official rules, go to dailygazette.com slash football. The You Pick'em Football Contest is run by the Daily Gazette Advertising Department and not associated with the Daily Gazette Sports Department. Hi, this is Daily Gazette sports writer Mike McAdam. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast. Getting you ready for our Union Hockey this weekend as they take on Clarkson on Friday and St. Lawrence on Saturday. Let's look at the Clarkson uh, roster right now. Clarkson uh, team is uh, 4-2-1 so far in the season. Uh, coming off last week in a split with Michigan Tech lost 3-0 in last Friday's game and came back to win 2-1 on Saturday. Clarkson is led by Lucas Cowblay. He has three goals and six assists for nine points. Uh, Zach Sekos, I don't know if Zach, if I'm mispronouncing your name, I apologize. Uh, team leader in goals with five, and he has seven points overall. Uh, Goaltending-wise for the Knights, uh, Ethan Hader uh, is, uh played in seven games so far this season. Has a 1.87 goals against average and a 9.21 save percentage. Uh, looking at St. Lawrence, because of the uh, uh, Saints last year surprisingly won the ECAC Hockey Tournament title, upsetting uh, Qu- uh, Quinnipiac in the championship game in overtime at Quinnipiac. Of course, the four teams only played last year. And if you recall, actually, uh, Clarkson had a bow out before the tournament started because they had some COVID issues. Uh, St. Lawrence earned the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. However, their coach, Brent Brecky, unfortunately contracted COVID right after uh, the, the win against Quinnipiac. And St. Lawrence had to withdraw from the NCAA tournament. So far in the season, the Saints are 1-2-2, two, and two, and they were just out of Lake Superior State uh, last weekend. Uh, had a 2-2 tie on Friday and then lost 7-1 on Saturday. So uh, Lake Superior taking care of the ECAC hockey teams out there in uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Uh, the Saints, um, you know, looking at their schedule right now, they have not played a home game yet. They won't be home until next weekend when they host Dartmouth 
on Friday in uh, Harvard on Saturday. So a tough way to start the season for the Saints. Uh, right now, their top uh, goal, they have like uh, seven players uh, with two points apiece. I take that back. Eight players with two points apiece so far on the young season. And uh, their go- top goaltender, of course, Emil Zetterquist, has uh, played in four games. It has a 1.45 goals against average and a 1-1-2 one, one, record. Well, let's take a look what happened around the uh, league uh, last weekend. And Harvard, one of the six Ivy League teams that did not play last year for because of the COVID outbreak, well, they're not rusty at all. They opened their season last Friday against their uh, travel partner, Dartmouth, at Dartmouth. And that was a debut for head coach Reed Cashman. Not a good debut, unfortunately, for uh, Cashman. As Harvard scored six second-period goals on its way to a 9-3 thumping of the Big Green in uh, Hanover, New Hampshire. Just a great way for Harvard to start. They came back uh, the next night hosting Bentley and then pulling out a 7-3 victory. So Harvard, it's, it's there for real. And looking at their schedule, uh, they play an exhibition game against Brown on uh, October 20th, and they scored an 8-2 victory. So, uh, Brown, I'm sorry, Harvard's going to be really a a team that's going to score a lot of goals. And uh, if you remember Teddy Denon when he first took over the the program, it was a very defensive team, uh, very close to the best. But now they've got some great talent there, and that's going to be a team to be reckoned with. Maybe uh, an NCAA uh, title contender. Uh, down the road here this year for the Crimson. Uh, one one other game that really stood out last weekend to me was uh, the Colgate-Western Mission game last Friday where Colgate jumped out to a 5 nothing lead and lost 6-5. to That that was a shocker. Uh, I didn't really believe it at first when I saw the score. I thought, well, how could Colgate blow a 5-goal lead? Well, they did. Uh, Ronnie Attard had the hat trick. He scored the game-time goal with four, at 14-14. And then got the game winner with uh, one thirteen left in regulation. So a very tough loss for Colgate at home. And, and Western Michigan ended up sweeping that uh, two-game trip uh, out there in Hamilton, uh, uh, New York. So very tough way uh, for Colgate. I mean, they had been playing well, uh, but to suffer a big loss like that. Of course, uh, fortunately for them, it's not a league game, so it doesn't affect them in the standings. But... You wonder about the psyche, uh, and I think Donnie Vaughn's going to make sure that that never happens again. Looking at the schedule this weekend, uh, besides the Union-Clarkson game uh, on the Friday, uh, St. Lawrence visits RPI. RPI playing very well right now, of course, coming off that sweep of uh, Union last weekend. Brown uh, hosts Princeton. Cornell goes to Harvard. That would be a fun game to uh, you know, keep your eyes on. Uh, Battle of uh, New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, it's Quinnipiac. We know Quinnipiac and Hamden not too far from uh, New Haven. They'll take on Yale. And uh, Colgate will host Dartmouth on Friday. And looking at Saturday, uh, besides Union and uh, St. Lawrence, you have Princeton at Yale, Cornell at Dartmouth, uh, Clarkson at RPI, Colgate at Harvard, and Quinnipiac visits Brown. So it's uh, we'll keep you posted what's going on around ECAC hockey throughout the uh, season. And I uh, hope you enjoy the podcast. And this will wrap things up for the podcast. Um, but before I go, I want to let you know that uh, you, you get a chance to play the ECAC Hockey Face-Off Selections uh, here on um, DailyGazette.com. I post my picks every Wednesday. So uh, you know, want to participate, you can email your picks to me at shot. That's S-C-H-O-T-T at DailyGazette.com. Uh, you can follow my coverage of Union's games this weekend against Clarkson and St. Lawrence on Twitter at Slapshots. I don't have podcasts after each game. I'd like to thank uh, Michael Hodge, Rick Bennett, Josh Kosak, and Liam Robertson for being a part of the show.
And if you have questions or comments about the podcast, or if you have college hockey questions in general you'd like answered, email them to me at shot at dailygazette.com. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Gazette newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey, and remember to set your clocks back one hour this weekend.